Andy, I, I guess, um, how much happier were you as a squad after, after Saturday? Just performance-wise, forget the result, just, just what you did on the pitch. Um, I think, yeah, performance-wise it was good, but we weren't that happy because obviously we didn't, didn't get the win in the end. Um, but no, it was definitely an improvement from the few games before the international break. Um, which we obviously wanted to to show an improvement because obviously we well everyone said it wasn't good enough the games before, um, but yeah obviously we were a bit disappointed we couldn't get the win in the end. Yeah, just take us inside the dressing room a little bit as much as you can. What are the kind of discussions that that went on either before the international break or, or during that little uh, little weekend? Um, just honest, I think everyone was. We asked around the change room what everyone's got to say, what they think isn't going right. Um, yeah, a few loud discussions, but um, I think it needed to be done. And obviously, Curtis was taking charge for the last few games, and he he said what he needed to say. And we had a few meetings where they showed us clips. What well wasn't good enough, basically. And um, obviously, this week, last week, just gone, we've worked on it really hard to to get into the shape we wanted to play and perform how we how we did on Saturday. Yeah, and when you sort of you have those discussions, it it is important that you back it up with some kind of performance. And, and yes, you wanted the win; it didn't quite happen, but at least that it's it's a step, isn't it? It makes you think. Okay, well, we've identified it. We're we're moving in the right direction. I think so. Yeah, I think everyone's seen that, and we're not hiding from it that it wasn't good enough the last few games, and we we needed to show a performance that the fans are proud of, and we we are proud of. And I think on Saturday you could see that we tried as hard as we could, and we from the first whistle we tried to put them under pressure and try and show some fight, show some belief that we can win. And yeah, like I said, the only negative was that we didn't manage to sneak the three points. Yeah, an assist for you, which is never a bad thing, is it? It's, you know, scoring goals and, and creating chances has been a bit of an issue at times this season, hasn't it? So you know, nice to, to get one of those to your name. Yeah, nice. I think personally, obviously, I've, I've got seven goals now, three assists. So I think that's that's okay. But obviously, uh, as a team, I think we the manager mentioned it. We need everyone to to score goals and chip in with goals. Um, so yeah, that's definitely some an area that we're trying to improve. Um, but also, we all defend together, so we need to keep more clean sheets together. But we also need to score more goals together. So it's just a collective. We need to do more on both ends. Yeah, and, and a lot was made earlier in the season about the, the home form and, and the amount of time they're not winning there. Yeah, it was only a point, but it, it sort of built on the, the win over Barnsley. Do, do you think that that's now, hopefully, in the past, that there's not any psychological hang-up about playing at Ashton Gate? Um, yeah, well, obviously, it's only been one game since the one we won. Um, but I think going to the game just gone against Blackburn, I don't think, well, I don't think there was an atmosphere where you kind of thought, oh, we haven't won at home for ages. It was just it just felt like a normal home game to be honest. Um and I think even the games before, I've said it before, I don't think we have actually played that badly at home. We just haven't managed to for the last ten minutes or whatever of games to, to get the win. Um but yeah, I think we've got the win and I think on Saturday it just felt yeah, it was just a normal game and obviously we didn't get the win, but I think um there's more to come. I think last time you played Stoke, albeit up at their place, you got a goal. Does that give you sort of fond memories of, uh, of playing this particular side? Yeah, I think we won 2-0. Um, it was just at the start of last season. Obviously, I didn't play many games last season. but um, yeah, no, yeah, it was a good good result, good performance from us and definitely something we're hopefully looking forward to, to doing tomorrow. Yeah, and, and Dean Holden coming back to Ashton Gate, obviously you'll have worked with him as assistant and then manager. Um, I would imagine he was pretty popular in the dressing room, so nice to see him again. Yeah, he was. Um, obviously, like 
personally obviously for myself it was a bit of a shame that I got injured and only had like the six games under him when he was the head coach or seven games or whatever it was um, but yeah no, I still still speak to him now and I've, I've got a good relationship with him so yeah it'd be nice to see him but obviously during the 90 minutes obviously we want to get the win yeah absolutely and you know Stoke last season were sort of making progress but they, they look like they've really developed this year and, and they'll be up there you know there or thereabouts come the end of the season yeah, I think they've got a really good squad. Yeah, I think they're fourth at the minute or fifth. Um, so yeah, they're doing well. Um, but yeah, we we had a day today where we looked at their strengths and weaknesses, and it's down to us to hopefully um, make the most of their weaknesses, and hopefully we can get a win. Thank you, Andy. Thank you. Hi, Andy. Sophie here from the BBC. Um, I just wanted to follow up on on what was talked about earlier. Um, you know, in terms of the performances, I guess prior to the international break. Um, particularly something that Nigel was talking about in terms of you know the players also taking as much responsibility for for kind of what's happened you know the results this season. I mean, one of the things that that seemed to come up was perhaps there being some kind of mental block in terms of like finishing off games. You know, those games where um, where there's been goals scored in the final few minutes. Um, how much do you kind of agree with that about the pressure of, of that kind of being an issue? And, and if so, how is that? How is that? Is that something? How do you kind of overcome that? Like a um, mental block that might be there. I don't. I don't know if. I, well, personally, I can only speak for myself. I don't think it's a mental block for me. I think the the problems we've had, to be fair, is there's never been a game where we've been two goals up. So I think when you go into the last ten minutes with only a goal up, every team's going to throw everything at you. And it doesn't matter if it's us or any other team that are one nil up. You're going to get dragged back, and uh, like they bring three, four strikers on, they throw everything in the box, and. Yeah, unfortunately, we haven't managed to see the games out. But I think it's the problem is that we haven't managed to get maybe a two-goal lead or three-goal lead before the last 10 minutes. I think that it's always been tense when we've been leading. Um, so I think that's definitely something we can improve on, that we're trying to improve, that when we're goal up, that we're not just sitting in, that we're actually going for the second goal and trying to see the game out that way. Um, but yeah, I think... Apart from that, I think there's not much more we can we can try. Obviously, we try and see the game out if we have to. But yeah, I think scoring a second goal it obviously gives us a lot more, gets a lot more easier than for the last few minutes. I mean, on the weekend, there was a, a significant improvement in terms of the number of chances the teams were creating, that kind of you know attacking mindset. But again, as you mentioned, you know that you didn't quite have enough to get that extra goal to secure the three points. Is that sort of kind of building on that and, and sort of creating more of those chances? And, Trying, how do you kind of get that kind of killer edge to see out those games? Where's that difference going to come from? Um, I think we've we've obviously we've got a game plan for every game we go into, and we try and see when we score a goal. Like I said, that we don't just think, oh, we need to protect this lead. Now I think it's just play as we have been to get a goal up, um, try carry on as we have been, and, and get a second goal, and and go two goals up, and then after that maybe you can say, okay, we can protect this now. But if it's if it's a one goal lead, like. Even on Saturday, I don't think Blackburn were really in the game that much. I know they had probably more possession in the second half, but I don't think they had that many chances. And then it's just one shot that that goes in. So if you if you goal up, it's it's easy to just for one chance, obviously conceding a goal and and letting the three points drop. So I think yeah, for us the most important thing is that if we go a goal up, can we get a second and and then see the game out that way? Thank you. Hey Andy, it's James from Bristol Live. It's a bit of an iffy line. Can you can you hear me? Okay. I, I can hear you. Yeah, I can't okay. see you, Good but stuff. I can hear you. Um, Andy, every time we kind of talk to uh, your managers, and I, I mean like Dean, uh, Nigel, Dean, and all come back to Lee's time and teammates, 
they almost and we asked them about you they almost sort of talk with this like sense of awe in terms of like how you are as a professional and what you do perhaps behind what fans see on the pitch um your high intensity sprints always come up um i just wonder kind of how are you able to to sort of sustain that um i think in a sense i'm probably lucky that i've got the genes and the fitness that i have but I think off the pitch, I think I try, as soon as the game finishes, obviously, especially in the championship, you have you have games Saturday, Tuesday, nearly every week, you, you just try and um, get your recovery as, as good as possible. Obviously, I'm lucky I've got two children at home, so I can't, I can't go out anyway, so I need to be at home and look after them. Um, so I just, no, I think for me personally, I think what, what's important for me is when I finish a game or when I leave football, I kind of, I switch off and I... I don't kind of worry about a game too much. I literally go home and try and spend time with my family and and it kind of refreshes me too when I come back in on a Monday or, or the day, whatever day we've had off and, and I'm ready to go again and I'm looking forward to the next match. Um, and also for myself, I think just, I believe the harder I work, the better I play. I think I know that I've I've been around a long time now. I'm, I'm 30 now. I've played a lot of games. I know my strengths and I know my weaknesses. I know I'm not someone who'll do three step overs and get past players. I know I need to work hard to to get into those positions or to win the ball back and to do stuff like that. So yeah, I think it's also knowing my game and knowing what my strengths are. And I yeah, I try and work as hard as I can for the team. And obviously, if it if I can score goals to help them or assists, um, I'm happy. But if I don't score, I just hope I can contribute to the team in a different way. Have you always been like super fit? Like even when you were a kid, um, that, like, has it always been, or is it something you've consciously had to work on? Um, I, no, obviously, yeah. You I have, mean fit in terms of your fitness levels, Andy, whilst just working yeah. that way, just to say. Yeah, I think so. I think I'm I'm quite fit anyway, quite fit lad. But um, yeah, no. Obviously, pre seasons a time where you have to work and you work as hard as you can to get your fitness levels up. But yeah, I think I'm quite blessed with the the fitness I've got. I wouldn't say I do too much outside of football to kind of get my fitness better. I just do what I have to do in training and then make sure I'm ready for whatever's next. Because you, I don't know if you know, there's 13 outfield players who've played every minute this season, and you're one of three. And they're all defenders, apart from three of the three of you. And I hate to say it, but you're kind of comprehensively the oldest guy in that list. Um, I mean, is there something you've you've had to do as you progress through your career, like in terms of changing your approach? Is there anything you do at home, especially? I mean, it's like Tom Brady eats avocado ice cream. Is it like anything along those lines, or anything mad like that? No, I haven't tried that, but if he's still going at the age he's at, I might have to start doing that. Um, no, I think, again, I think when you're younger, um, I used to cramp up in games always and get substituted, but I think when you've played so many games, you know how to get through games, if that makes sense, that you know how to, what you need to do to get through 90 minutes. I think any player will tell you as well that even though they're tired, they never want to come off. They always want to play 90 minutes, so... Yeah, I want to obviously play as many 90 minutes as I can. And again, like I said, off the field, I think, yeah, when the game finishes now here at the new facility, we've got the cryotherapy where we go after games. So everything's there for us to recover as 
good and as quick as possible. So obviously I, I try and do all those things and then, yeah, at home I'll just put my feet up and, and watch the telly and, and look after the kids. But um, it's just being ready for the, the next game and, and doing everything you can that you are as fit as you can be for the, for the next game. Do you guys kind of have, because um, like Chris Martin was going on about your high intensity trip, do you kind of, because you're all naturally competitive guys, obviously, but do you kind of compete against each other within that in terms of like wanting to be the best at doing the high intensity sprints or the, the, the speediest sprint, all that kind of stuff? Is that kind of an in-house competition that you have? Um, I wouldn't say it's a competition, but obviously the, the day after a game, um, we always get a notification on our phone with... The whole this whole squad, what they did, the distance, the high intensity, the sprint distance, um, yeah, and obviously you look at your own and then you see what everyone else has done. Um, we've got um, a leaderboard where we see who who done the most in 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 the game. Um, so obviously, yeah, you want to be at the top. Um, but then there's different players like myself. I don't do distances in a lot of kilometers all my distance is more high intensity and, and sprint distance so you have like the central midfielders like Matty James or Han or Joe Williams will be at the leaderboard for distance covered but then my strength is the sprint so I'll be there so it's, it's different positions will do need different um different things and um yeah obviously yeah, it's, it's nice to be at the top but there's a few chasing me <laughs> Uh, just ask about because obviously the, the, uh, Iman made his full debut on, on Saturday Alex Scott's now kind of like part of the furniture um, as one of the more sorry to lean on the age thing again but as one of the more experienced players like are you is that exciting because obviously once upon a time you were kind of that young talent coming through at Villa um, how are you kind of uh, are you taking on any kind of sort of mentoring role is that something you, you, you do in the squad yeah obviously uh, you mentioned Eamon he just had his, his first start for us on Saturday he's the last month or two, he's been fully involved with us. Um, yeah, you see in training, he's got a lot of ability. Um, I think he's deserved his chance. He did well on Saturday. Um, and Alex, I think, well, I'm the one. I'm, he's not got a driver's license yet, so I'm taking him into training every morning. Um, so he's he's taxi driver. So hopefully he'll pay me back later for that. And then he's he's a decent passenger. It's all okay. Yeah, he's all right. He's only got me one assist so far, so hopefully he can he can get me a few more. But no, he's he's good. Um, again for him, I don't know if he thought he would have played as much as he did this season. Um, but he's done brilliant, and again he took his chance. And I think as you mentioned when I was eighteen, nineteen, you you wait for that chance, and then you you need a bit of luck to get the chance. But when you get it, you need to take it. And um, both of them have, and they're, yeah, they're fully involved with us now, and hopefully for many more years. Just finally, and please tell me if this is a little bit too mischievous. Um, when you signed your, 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 new, your new deal in the summer, Nigel was quoted as saying that you, you had other offers from um, other championship clubs. Um, were tomorrow's opponents one of them? Oh well, there's look. I was a free agent when when my um, the club obviously told me they couldn't take my option year. They wanted to offer me a new deal, and and I was a free agent, and as. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to lie and say, yeah, I did speak to other clubs, but I never. I also said when I signed, I never wanted to leave Bristol City um, until they told me that they couldn't take my option. I never even thought about leaving. But at the same time, of course, I had to speak to other clubs because I didn't know what Bristol City were going to offer me. But once I got the offer from Bristol City, I never thought twice and I, I wanted to sign here. And, and that's that's what it matters. And I'm happy me and offer at least the next three years. Great stuff. Thanks for your time, Andy. Best of luck for tomorrow. Thank you.
Cheers, Andy. Good luck. Thank you. Bye. Thanks, Andy. Bye.